Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is our Best Bets Week 10 Podcast. Uh, we usually call it the White and Tan Show, but we're uh, half a, we're short a white. Kenny White uh, is not on this episode. Scheduling issues, long story, but Pete Prisco and RJ White are here. We're going to rip through all the games against the spread and give you our best bets. What's up, fellas? How are yeah. you? Man, we went back into the abyss last week, didn't we? Um, yeah, not great. Uh, the parlay was the loser. Bears plus six. That hit. The Jets pats under did not. Seahawks bills over was a freebie. Bears didn't hit. No. No. Seven points. Right. They didn't hit. All right. So one or three. Okay, good. I feel a lot worse. A lot less worse. I was just thinking. Fumble return for touchdowns. That was the name of the game. Every time everything happened went against me. Yeah. Yeah. And then all our buddy Nick was like texting like, has there ever been an easier over than the Jets Pats. It's like, what are you talking about? Like those teams stink, bro. So so we missed the parlay. Yes, we it was missed terrible the with my picks at CBS Sports when we pick all the games. I was awful. Every all of us were. Um Pete went three or three on his best bets. Thanks to the Jets. J E T S baby. He's a good pick. Uh Kenny went five of six. I he went, went five and one? Five five wins, six losses. Oh wow. Well, he had like a ton of unders, you remember? Yeah, mm-hmm. that did not work out well. I went three wins, four losses, and RJ, two wins, five losses. I can't believe I described you as white hot on the Thursday preview podcast. Yeah, good Ooh. job with that. RJ was hot going into this week. Yeah, everybody was. I mean, we both had the Bears, though. That should have been a cover. Um, My parlay, I had um the Titans. What was the other game in the parlay? That should have been, should have been a cover. Uh, Ravens, Ravens, Colts. That was a fumble recovery return for touchdown. Yeah. And um, that screwed me. So it happens. Um, overall, I don't think I've had a losing week yet still. Hang it on. 35, 18 and one for Pete on the season. Kenny, 29, 21 and one. I'm 33 and 25. RJ, 34, 27 and one. Let's get to the games and we'll start with the Bills and Cardinals. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. Fun matchup here, Pete. I can't oh, wait goodness. to watch this. Uh, no, this uh, two young quarterbacks that'll flick it around and throw it around and run some, and it's going to be fun. And two bad defenses because the Bills mm. aren't playing good defense either. No, might and you be hinting aren't. at something here? Oh, I'm hinting at something. All right, I'm hinting at over. 
I love the over in this game. I, I just think it's going to go up and down and up and down, and guys are going to hit big plays and shots down the field. And we saw it last week. Russell Wilson moved the ball on the on on the. Um, he got sacked. I mean, they and as far as the other side, they sacked him seven times, and he still had four hundred something yards passing. So I think both sides are going to go up and down the field. I love the over. I think this one's getting into the sixties. Mm. Yeah, the number's just a little too high for me to go with the total, but I love the Cardinals. Bills are coming off wins against New England and Seattle, two huge wins. They have a bye next week. This is the perfect sleepy spot for them, even though they're playing a good team. You can just see them going on the road and and being ready for that bye and feeling really good about themselves and having a stinker. So Arizona has Seattle on Thursday night next. So this could be a trap game, but I think losing to Miami should motivate them. You know, that's a game they probably felt like they should have won. And um, the result didn't go their way. So they well outgained Miami, though. But that formal return for touchdown, again, was a difference. Um, Arizona runs a lot. They rank second in yards per rush. Buffalo's defense, 25th in that same stat. So Arizona's defense is actually a solid 11th in pass DVOA. They can slow down that Buffalo pass game a little bit, I think, which is fifth in DVOA. Um, so if, if Buffalo can win that matchup, then, yeah, it's probably going over. But I think Arizona slows them down enough to get the cover here. I like taking them at minus two. Uh, I'm on the over as well. Now it's climbed a bunch. It's moved up from like 51 up to 55 and a half or 56. What do we have? 56 on this? I mean, that's a big number, but the Bills don't play any defense. Now the one concern I would have, Pete, is if for whatever reason, do we think the Cardinals are going to sit back and play that soft zone against Josh Allen or they kind of, cause Vance Joseph has been attacking this year. Yeah. And. But the, he's had trouble against the soft zone, but I don't think they'll play. Look, That's what I'm saying. If they blitz, the soft zone they is all well. In, the soft zone's all well and good until you get behind, and then you got to play. You got to go after him a little bit. So I, I, yeah, you're you got to be who you are. I think they'll go after him. Yeah, I think they'll go after him, and if they do, I think he'll make some. He'll connect with some deep shots. Patrick Peterson, who has an excellent podcast called All Things Covered with our, I guess Patrick Peterson, our colleague too, but uh, with Brian, his cousin Brian McFadden, our pal. Um, you know. He's he's been okay this year. Okay, That's I love Pat, nice I love Patrick Peterson. He's one of my favorite guys in the league. But he he, he would be the first one great. to tell you that. Trying to be nice because he'd be the podcast. first one to tell you that he hadn't been yeah. as good as he normally is, or particularly early in the year. Exactly. Um, and because of that, I think Stephon Diggs can can eat here. John Brown revenge game. Anybody? Huh? No. Stop it. Why not? Oh, I'm going to play harder. I'm playing my old team. If you if you have to play your old team and play harder, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, there's something wrong with all professional athletes. A- anybody. You're uh, going to play look, harder? The Bills' defense stinks. Yes. Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins should get going. Christian Kirk. The, I, I like the over here. I don't mind I don't mind the Cardinals at all. Um, RJ, do you want to make that part of the parlay or no? I don't like the Cardinals. I like the Bills. No, I meant the, the over. No, I, I think it's risen too high. If we could have gotten it a lower number, but it's, like you said, it's been rising throughout the week. I don't want to play it at this bad of a number. Okay. Uh, Jaguars at Packers. The Packers are 13 and a half point favorites. The over under here, 50, Pete. Before you get going though, I will warn you. If we look at Lambeau field weather Sunday at one o'clock. We are looking at 23 mile per hour winds and the tail end of some heavy precipitation as well as 41 degrees 
on the frozen tundra. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You could put, you could get a tornado flown in there and let it fly around the stadium and they're still going to score 40 against them. <laughs> that defense is awful. And I know they were a little bit better last week at times, particularly in the second half and Jacksonville came after uh, Deshaun Watson, but Aaron Rodgers is just cooking. I mean, he is playing great football right now and they get guys back healthy. And, and so I do think. I do think they're going to score whatever they want to here. And, and I think Jacksonville will get some backdoor garbage time stuff. They're not going to cover the number, but they're going to get some, some, you know, to go over the total, they'll need some points. And I think they'll get them. Luton did some good things last week. So I'm going over uh, with the Packers, but I also think the Packers handle them for what did 42, 41, 20, 41, 17, something like that. Yeah, I can't do the over with the wind hovering in that danger area. Maybe a play if it calms down once we get to Saturday and if, if it says it's going to calm down, but I'm not going to go over there. I would lean Green Bay as well. I mean, four of Green Bay's six wins have been by more than 13. They can blow out bad teams. Jacksonville's offense played well versus Houston, but it's a tougher matchup. Uh, the Green Bay defense, it hasn't been playing that. They're a little inconsistent, so I don't know that they're necessarily going to shut them down. So if I had to take a side, I'd lean Green Bay if the wind isn't that bad. Um, obviously, if the wind does get bad, it becomes harder to cover a big number because the score is going to be lower than you think. So um, that's just going to be a stay away for me. Yeah, I was going to lean under here with the weather. That's a lot of wind. But I will say that it. I'm going to take that off then. I don't want to be directly against Pete. I, I think the problem for me with the under is that the Jaguars might very well give up two long passes to Devontae Adams. Rodgers can throw into like I don't think the wind is quite as bad as it is in say Cleveland. We'll get to that in a second. And I mean Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams could go crazy here and just run all day against against Jacksonville. I think you could also see Green Bay uh have a pick six or a scoop score when Jake Luton is trying to, you know, generate some points in a fairly hostile like it's not hostile environment, but a but a dangerous environment, you know, a tough environment to play in, uh rough weather. So I'll stay away. I would probably would lean Packers too. You just can't take the Jaguars in this spot. They they had no business covering last week. Green is obviously uh, much better than the Texans. Vikings minus two and a half at the Bears. Monday night football over under forty four. Pete, what do you think? God, I hate taking Nick Foles again. It just is everything and anything I don't want to do. I did it last week. Um, he was awful. They were, what, 2 of 15 in the third down for most. He got garbage time yards and a garbage time touchdown, but he was terrible. But I think this is going to be about the defense. They did a good job on Derrick Henry last week. I think they're going to go do a good job on Dalvin Cook this week, and that will put a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins, who's over on Monday Night Football. And I think he's going to be over again because I think the Bears are going to win this game outright as much as I hate. This is like anything and everything that I don't like about the NFL is these two quarterbacks. The accident, that's Nick Foles. And then you have, you know, glazed over face in Kirk Cousins on Monday night. It's everything I don't like about NFL quarterbacks, but I'm going to take the defense. I'm going with the the Bears in this spot. I think they limit Dalvin Cook. I think they win the game and uh, and and – move on and stay alive because they want to rub it in Will Brinson's face. Those Bears fans do. Yeah. I'm also with Pete on the Bears. 
Uh, Kirk Cousins, like he said, 0-9 straight up on Monday Night Football. It was also 0-9 against the spread. Like he just completely underperforms expectations. Chicago's won four straight versus Minnesota. Um, yeah, the offense has for Chicago has been putrid lately, but Minnesota's defense has allowed 400 yards in three straight games or weak versus the pass. Um, I thought that that would be, that would be a factor for Foles have some success last week and it didn't happen. So, uh, maybe we'll just shock it off as a one-off and he can actually be okay. If not, obviously we don't think he's going to be awesome. Uh, Minnesota stock is definitely high or then it uh, should be off of two straight wins in the NFC North. Chicago's stock is low after three straight losses. So we're getting two teams that are on the opposite ends of the spectrum of what the market is kind of uh, expecting, you know, or, or projecting for their season long value. So values on the home dog for me here, line is way out of whack through the momentum. I would make it at least a pick them probably. Yeah, I agree completely. And I would take the bears as the best bet as well. The, the line screwed up. The Vikings have scored 55 points in uh, four meetings against the Vikings since Kirk Cousins took over as quarterback. He does very poorly against pressure and very poorly in primetime, and he's going to be pressured in primetime um, on the road with everyone watching, and the Vikings will try to run to alleviate that pressure, and it won't work. I mean, that's what Tennessee tried to do against, and wanted to do against Chicago. You just can't do it. And then, like Dalvin Cook's playing as well as anybody in football right now, um, Brady threw, Brady Quinn threw him out as like an MVP candidate. Uh, and I think the Vikings are going to make a playoff push, but I think the buy sell thing that you're talking about, RJ, is absolutely perfect here. The, the Bears really should be favored as bad as they are. Minnesota's defense, I don't think is that great yet. I think it's a very low scoring game. The weather looks like it's going to be nasty, but I'll take Chicago to find a way to win here. Yeah. And they, they, what Tannehill was under 50% last week against them. So yeah. it's, it's going to be rough sledding. I, I, I think the defense is what you take here and you take the Bears defense. I agree. Let's take the Bears in the parlay again. Yep. <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> Two no weeks in a row. Two <laughs> weeks in a row. <laughs> go wrong. Just double down on the Bears. All right. Seahawks at Rams. Woo. Russ versus Goff. Seahawks are dogs for the second straight. No, they're a favorite in, in, uh, in Buffalo. The Rams minus one and a half over under 55 and a half, Pete. Yeah, I, I just think that the Rams in this spot getting two weeks to prepare. Uh, remember, they were terrible last time they played. It was like something that just got out of control against Miami. It just kept snowballing. Uh, but I think two weeks to prepare. Uh, they know this team well. They play them traditionally well. And I think this is going to be a great up and down the field game. Uh, a lot of points. Russell Wilson, again, will be able to score. He's turned the ball over seven times in the last three games. That's not good. Uh, I think golf. No, I think golf out, out duels them here. And I like the Rams and I like the over in this game. I think this is going to be a high scoring game as well. So Rams and over. Yeah. I don't mind the over call. Uh, the Rams D is number one in points per drive. So that would be the thing that worries me, but Seattle's offense is also number one in points per drive. So should be a great match of their strength versus strength. Rams offense should be able to pass all over that terrible Seattle defense. We know 29th in DVOA, 28th in net yards per attempt. But Seattle's 13 and four in straight up in the last 17 games where the spread is a field goal or less on either side. So in games where they're expected to be a close, Seattle typically wins them. I think the matchup does favor the Rams. So I, I'm not, I don't want to take Seahawks plus one and a half, but I have to expect Russ does enough to keep it close. So even if he's down late, he can come in through the back door. So I'm going to tease it up to seven and a half and expect that I can, I'm going to get that cover from Russ if I need it late. So Seahawks will be part of my teaser this week at plus seven and a half. I like the over in this spot too, Pete. This is, and I think this is a good example. Last week was a great example of it. I hope this week will be a good example of it as well, but a live betting opportunity with a team like Seattle 
that has a very explosive offense that, that can throw the ball all over the place that doesn't try and run. Now that's their new identity and that has no defense because if you can get the Rams out to a lead here or even the Seahawks out to a lead, frankly, because I think, I think Los Angeles can score on them at will given how bad their defense is. Um, there's a good chance that, but the ideal scenario is like LA gets out to like a 10 nothing or 14 seven lead. And you can live bet the over. And even though the number is going to keep climbing, you can keep hitting it up to a certain point because as long as LA is, if, as long as LA has a lead, Russ is going to be throwing it all over the place. And while that's happening, you're also going to see the, the Rams have to answer Russ's scores like we saw against Buffalo uh, last week. Now, I don't think it's the same scenario because LA's defense is better than Buffalo's defense, but I do think we could see lots of scoring here. So I, I love the over at 55 and a half. We'll know. Early in this game, because you know, on the script, how, how golf gets it going and, and, and how McVeigh is so good with that. We'll know right off the bat. If they have problems early in the game, then I think it's going to be an under and we're wrong, but I, I don't think they'll have problems. I really don't. I think that's, gonna... see, that's what I agree with. That's what I'm sort of, I'm saying like if Seattle gets up to a 10 nothing lead and they're, bl- and they're pressuring golf and it looks like golf can't, isn't going to do anything that t- on Sunday, don't right. start hammering the over. Right. Cause like, I think that then you know that they're just not going to score and like the Seahawks will be a little more methodical. They won't, they won't want to put pressure on their defense and leave them out there. And so they'll try and slow their offense down. But if, if the Seahawks are trailing at any point this season, it's a life, it's a live betting situation in my opinion. Agreed. Agree, agree, RJ? Yeah. That makes sense. We're going to put the over in the, uh, the parlay though. You like the over? Yeah. I would lean that way. All right. Let's do it. All right. Bears. Seahawks over. This is the exact same parlay as last week so far. Why not? Moving along. So well last week, we might as well go back to the... No, no. Well, we could have hit both of those. Ravens minus seven at the Patriots. The over under 43 and a half here, Pete. Yeah, I just don't... You hate laying that many points to Belichick at home, but this is a different team. And the run defense is awful. And what do the Ravens do? They run the ball. And I think they're going to be able to pound it and pound it and pound it. And we seem to wake them up a little bit in the second half against Indianapolis. And, and so I, I would lean to the Ravens here minus the points. And Ravens are the other part of my teaser, choosing them down to minus one just because of that, that hesitation for Belichick being a seven point dog at home. Uh, Baltimore offense has struggled some. They're only 23rd in DVOA, but New England's defense has been worse, somehow ranking 31st in DVOA from a Bill Belichick defense. Never thought I would see that. Gave up 27 versus the Jets equals giving up a million versus a playoff caliber team like Baltimore. Um, so bad matchup for New England offense also. Baltimore's defense ranks number one versus the run in DVOA. And so if New England's not able to run the ball, I just don't see how they compete in this game. So it should be safe to lay the seven with Baltimore, but I'm teasing them down. I think it's going to be an easy win. So Seattle and Baltimore is my teaser this week. I like the Ravens minus the seven. I mean, maybe this is just reactionary to what we saw on Monday night, but the Patriots defense isn't good. Now, I suppose that in theory they could force Lamar to – stay in the pocket and pass, but I'm going to bank on Jim Harbaugh knowing the importance of winning this game and knowing how it can keep them in the hunt in the, in the old, uh, in the old NFC, uh, AFC North and that they will pound the ball, let Lamar run, see what they did against the, against the, 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 see what the Patriots suffered against the Jets in terms of their run defense. And they'll cut loose with that and they'll attempt to, uh, to pound the ball and then let him take some shots deep. So I will take the Ravens minus seven here in what I think will be a bloodbath. 
I don't, way, the, you, I don't care about the quality of the team there. Like Harbaugh will will pound Belichick's team if he gets the chance. Just exactly. Yeah. The last exactly. Twenty like years he, have happened. He's how not lay off how many times in his career will he get a shot at kicking Belichick while he's down? After all the stuff Belichick's done to him, like the the offensive line stunts in the playoffs, the missed Billy Cundiff kick, all that stuff, Deflate Gate. Like how? I mean, like you think he's going to be like, oh well, all right, we got a seven point lead on. No, board. he's going to oh. pound him. He's going to pound him, and then you can. The Ravens are just a much better team. I'm, the only thing that makes me a little cautious is that the line didn't change after Monday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, it's still Patriots at home as, as touchdown dogs. This is a lot for people. It's just a Bill Belichick factor. How, how, how right. hard do you think it really? But this team is so bad. But the front seven is awful. They're terrible. Yeah. Terrible. All right. And the Boston coverage is too. Bucks minus five and a half at the Panthers over under 50 and a half. It is horrific weather in North Carolina right now, but it'll be beautiful on Sunday. Charlotte is like crazy flooded on Thursday afternoon. Like crazy, like, like some of the stuff you're seeing is just out of control. I mean, I don't know how this happened so fast, but the stuff they're showing is just wild, but it's supposed to be all clear. Looks like good weather for this game. Is it a Tom Brady, like Tom Brady bounce back spot, Pete? RJ, isn't it amazing a guy in North Carolina sitting there complaining about wet weather and rain and flooding we've had we had to go build arcs here over the last couple months in south florida how much rain we've had i I can tell you the tampa the tampa team isn't going to be crying for carolina about dealing with the weather this week fair no they're not going to be uh i i like tampa here Uh, i think they're going to get refocused that was terrible body language of tom brady on the first drive was so bad when he went three and out that you knew it was coming you could see it coming and I thought their plan was awful. They didn't run the ball at all, which you got to run the ball. You know me, I love the pass, but you have to be able to run the ball. And they didn't blitz. That's who they are. They're a blitz team. Well, they're going to get back to being who they are. They're going to blitz the heck out of Bridgewater. I think they're going to force some turnovers in this game. They'll get back to playing good defense. And I think Brady, he's stewing, and he's going to take it out on, on Carolina. <laughs> Normally in this spot, I hate to lay that many points on the road, but I'll take Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't, if this was just a normal week, I would love Carolina. Carolina actually has a better offense. Eighth uh, versus 13th in DVOA, point, 0.5 more yards per play. Um, as I say every week, I love backing Teddy as an underdog. I can't make him a best bet here with that factor of Tampa, um, you know, coming off that game, getting embarrassed. So not a great spot to fade Tampa for me. They blew out Carolina in week two in a similar spot after getting embarrassed um, against the Saints. So um, just a lean to Carolina for me, but I'm not playing it. I will would take uh, – I'm not distracted by the Masters at all while we're recording this podcast. Uh, by the way, listen to the First Cut podcast on our CBS Sports Podcast Network. Uh, Kyle Porter, Mark Immelman, I believe, on site. And uh, maybe – I don't think Rick Gaiman's down there, but uh, they do a great job recapping the Masters. Tons of, tons of action if you want your DFS information and your bets. And, of course, during the broadcast – I mean, during you – know, following the broadcast, they will be breaking it all down. So make sure and check out – that podcast, and we have a props uh, game on the site too. We can win free money, so go check that out on CBSSports.com. The Masters is the best; it's the best week of the year, and we're gonna get it in November. It's it's pretty phenomenal. Uh, I would take Tampa Bay here. I think Brady gets revenge. I'd probably lean towards the over because I think both teams will score here, but uh, I I don't think I have a best bet on this. I just think I just think you see Brady come back and look pissed off, and Antonio Brown does a little something after Bruce Arians said not to put him in there. Mike Evans gets loose deep. Carolina can probably keep up, but uh, I will take uh, I will take I would take I would lean towards Tampa Bay here. Yes. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll rip through the rest of the games. 
The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 49ers at Saints. Saints minus nine over under 49, Pete. Uh, do the 49ers have anything left with all their injuries? No, they don't. And, and we're cheated out of what w- would be a really good game here if they were healthy. Um, they've had some good games with this team before, but I think New Orleans is starting to get healthier. Get Michael Thomas back. I think the defense is starting to look like the defense we thought it would look like. Uh, they had a great plan against uh, Brady last week. And I think they're going to do the same thing here, just dominate up front on both lines. And, and that's how you win games in this league. You know, quarterback play has been fine. He didn't, you know, he had a big game last week. He didn't, what did he throw for 220 yards? Didn't even need to. So I do think that they'll handle the Niners. I know it's a big number, but I would lay it. I, I don't love it, but I would lay the points. I think the line is fair. I think the rating on the Saints could be overinflated after that primetime blowout. Look ahead was six and a half. It jumped up to nine. Um, San Francisco coming off their mini buy with t- off the Thursday night. Actual buy is next week. So this is the kitchen sink game to stay in the race. If they lose this one, you know, good night. Uh, so I would lean San Francisco just because they need it more and they can, you know, 100% focus, and we're probably getting a little bit of value on the line. Uh, the San Francisco defense ranks second in passer rating allowed on throws under 10 yards. As we know, that's the Saints specialty. So um, they could be uh, you know, lined up well to, to limit the New Orleans offense in a way that other teams can't. So New Orleans is the more talented team. I certainly think they can win. I just don't love the spot, so I'm going to lean San Francisco. Mm, I just don't. It's probably the donkey pick but i i just think the saints are rolling i think the saints are about to get on one of their they do this like this is when they start to get going and they start to win games and win them big and and roll over people that defense is starting to play well i don't think san francisco can keep up and i do think you want to see i'm not not like i don't think 
you know, Sean Payton wants to stomp out Kyle Shanahan or anything, but I do think he knows that this is, a, this was, you know, this is a big time NFC rival last year and, and he wants to, uh, go into town and take care of a bit, take care of business. Are the Saints the best team in the NFC? Oh, they're at home. They're going to, yeah. Saints are the best. Are the Saints team. the best team. I agree. Right now they are. They're minus 230 to win the division after that game, after they swept Tampa Bay. They were plus nice. one, plus 125 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Wild swings. Texans at the Browns. Browns minus three over under 49. Have to warn you here as well that Cleveland weather is looking ugly. We're seeing a projection of, uh, let's see. Yes, 27 mile per hour winds at noon, uh, continuing on throughout the entire afternoon, as well as uh, rain that should continue on off and on until uh, through the game, but not extremely heavy 50 mid 50. So this is a big time win game in Cleveland. We saw what it did uh, against the Raiders in that game. And as such, the total has dropped precipitously down to 49 from 54. I think where it was. Yeah. And I think this is going to be one of those games where the Browns just pound it and pound it and pound it. And, the Texans aren't good on defense. That's not a good defense. They're terrible all year. Uh, I think they'll be able to run the ball on them. And even in windy conditions, you can dink and dunk to the tight end. Uh, so I, I, I like the Browns and the Texans are playing consecutive road games, um, which, and, and the Browns are coming off a bye, which is a big advantage to the Browns. So I will take the Browns minus the points. The weather does concern me a little bit, but I will still take the Browns. Yeah, I have a best bet on the Browns. Uh, Houston has great passing numbers, but 32nd in adjusted sack rate. So even if they are able to pass, um, they can, they can be giving up sacks to Miles Garrett and company. Um, they've had trouble moving the ball versus good pass rushers. Um, Houston's defense ranks 28th in DVOA versus the run, 31st in yards per rush. This seems like a great game for Cleveland to just run the ball down their throats in, in what should be windy conditions. Um, because the over under has dropped so much, I wouldn't play the under. You know, I would have gotten it earlier in the week at a better number. So I'm at 49. I'm probably standing away, but I mean, it could, could easily hit. So I'm just being a little cautious there. Houston's two and oh against Jacksonville this year and uh, oh and six against everyone else. I think this line's giving them a little too much credit because Cleveland, as we've seen, is a pretty good team. So, uh, Browns minus three. I love it. Give, give it to me as the best bet. Yeah. I'll take the Browns as the best bet and the under is the best bet. The Browns minus three. I mean, te- the Houston Texans are one of the worst teams in football at stopping the run. The Browns are getting Nick Chubb back. They have a great offensive line. They pound the ball. They learn their lesson against Oakland, and they're not going to be stupid and, and let Baker Mayfield throw it 30 times. They're going to run the living crap out of the ball with both Chubb and Kareem Hunt here. They're going to annihilate Houston in the first half. It's going to put Deshaun Watson in uh, garbage time mode, which is great if you're in a dome or the weather's nice. Not so great in 27-mile-an-hour winds. It's swirling all around the stadium. He's not. He's going to have a horrible game. Pete's going to text me 400 times over the course of that of, the, of, of Sunday, telling me that Deshaun Watson is average. We're, me and Nick and Jamie are like, well, maybe you're right. And um, I think the Browns blow him out here. Just better than average. I don't. I, I know. You, but you, you, you overrated is the word. I don't. I just don't think, and it's not, almost unfair to him because the team is so bad around them. Yeah. That it's hard to really a- analyze him, and he hold, but he holds the ball too long and. He, he get, I just don't think he's playing that well. He's been okay. His numbers are okay. He just hasn't been playing that well. And it's the defense isn't good. The running game isn't good. So it's hard to really evaluate him. Uh, but I don't think he's the second best, third best quarterback or fourth best quarterback in the league right now. I I don't. I'm not even going to disagree with you. How could I? Uh, so as a result, do we want to put the Browns in the parlay? Yeah, we can put them in a parlay. Okay, let's do it. Let's put them in the parlay. So we have Bears, Bears, Browns, and 
What was the other? Bills Seahawks over? Seahawks over. Seahawks over. Okay. So Bears, Browns, Seahawks over so far. In the and Kenny will probably come in and like under and whatever. Yeah, of course he will. Uh, Broncos. He's at- waiting for that week. Kenny's waiting for that week when they all actually do go under and he's like, see, I told you it would happen. It happened a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks ago it did. Yeah. Um, Broncos at Raiders. Raiders minus four and a half. Over under 51. What you got, Pete? I think this is going to be a high scoring game too. Um, I, I think they're going to go up and down the field. I think Locke is starting to play better. Um, and I, I don't believe in the Raiders defense at all. We saw that with Herbert last week. Should have won the game. Uh, by the way, the clock management at the end of that game was atrocious. Uh, for the Chargers. What a terrible, 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 uh, clock management situation for them. But I think both teams will score here. I don't think that the Raiders are very good on defense. I think the Broncos have some kind of issue. So uh, I'm going to go Broncos plus the points, and I like the over. I don't; these aren't my best bets, but I like the over. Yeah, I'm on both those sides as well. Except I do have the over as a best bet. The Las Vegas offense is fourth in points per drive. Defense is 32nd. All their games have gone over 51, except for that windy Cleveland game we mentioned earlier. Um, but every other one has gone over 51. And Denver can score on bad defenses. Their last two games have hit 61 each of those last two weeks. Um, so total points. So um, they can do their uh, their hold up their end of the bargain there. My power ratings lean Vegas on the line. I'd say it should be a little more, but I think the back door is wide open just in the sense where I don't like taking the Raiders as a, as a, you know, medium to big favorite just because their defense is so bad at stopping, uh, you know, teams. So I think Denver does get in the back door and uh, my lean would be to Denver on the spread, but I love the over. Yeah. I love the over here too. So I guess we're going to throw it in the parlay. I already, I already bet this one too. I think this climbs a little bit more. And one of the things that we've seen with Denver, so we've got, uh, I think the last two weeks, six passing touchdowns for Drew Locke in the fourth quarter. That is obscene. Now that, that is my one concern is that, um, they might get up and then I, I, I'm actually, if they, if they get up, that means they're scoring. I just want, I want Denver in trail mode. Like I want them cutting Locke loose and letting him YOLO all over the place. And we should get plenty of passes from him in the second half. If Oakland can do their job. I think if you're doing DFS, we talked about this, you can do Drew Locke, Jerry Judy, and then Josh Jacobs as sort of a, a, a comeback in terms of a, a stack, and I, I love the over here too. So let's throw it in the parlay. Do it. Getting a little crazy there with the uh, parlay. Well, what do you got? What are we up to four in the parlay we're now? That one, we're not forcing it. Let's take the Bears out. Uh, no. Uh, let's not. Let's just not uh, put one of these over unders in. Yeah, let's take one out. Take, take the Rams out. Pick one. <laughs> pick one. Take it out. The Rams. The Rams. One of the Ra- Bears, what? Browns, and um, Broncos over. Yeah, we'll take the Seahawks out because if that Rams defense could end up showing up or Goff could have a terrible game, it's just a little too, too, a little bit too much could go wrong there. One of my best bets, you're taking it out, huh? Okay. One of mine too. You're due. You're due for a stinker, Pete. You've been saying it for I know. Me. I've been saying it. I am. I feel Chargers it Chargers at the Dolphins. Dolphins minus two and a half over under 48. The five and three Miami Dolphins. I actually, uh, wrote my pick, some, 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 I guess this is how Pete you feel about like, me 
people like me showed up in like 2012, but like some dolphins blogger is writing an article about me not picking the dolphins for like the third straight week or something. Like, what do you want? I got, I guess someone, that guy sent me something on Twitter said I haven't picked them all week or all year or something. I mean, like, yeah, he's like, would they be one in seven according to your picks? Ha ha ha. I'm like, what, what do you think this is? Like Don Shula and like the 72 dolphins, like two of, uh, congratulations. You're five and three. Your team sucked for 20 years. I'm so thrilled for you that you think. So what are you saying? The dolphin fan, what are you saying? Britson, the dolphin fans like those pythons in the, uh, in the Everglades that they're slithering out from underneath out, out of the hiding, uh, and now they're coming out to yeah. talk. They're coming out. All right. They're like the so Bills fans. There you go. There's our headline. Brinson dolphin fans are like pythons. They're slithering dolphin. out from underneath their rocks. Here, quote me. Br- Dolphins fans are like lowly little snakes crawling out to squeeze you. Cause they're having one good month. Wow. All in on dolphin fans. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like anybody who sends something, in your direction, you take it so personally, like the Bears. You went all in on that. You're well, the, all in the on Bears the Dolphins. Fans, like made fun of my family. Oh, they did last off season. Yeah, they were like okay. fucking trash. But you talk trash about my son, I'm going to come at you. Right. Oh yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, the Chargers. The Chargers. The Chargers. I like the Chargers in this game. So again, Miami <laughs> blogger. <laughs> <laughs> you can come at me again. Uh, look, I just think that Herbert's going to go in there and, and I know the Dolphin defense did some good things last week. You saw Zayman Howard do really good jobs against, um, against DeAndre Hopkins for most of that game. I think this is going to be one of those opportunities where Herbert decides, look, guys, see me? I'm the best of this rookie class and he's going to show him. I think he's going to have a good game. Uh, Tua will struggle a little bit. You know, got to keep an eye on Joey Bosa. I know he wants to play. He's coming home. I'm sure he's going to do everything he can to play. Will he play? Who knows? Uh, but if he plays, I really like the Chargers. But I like the Chargers to win this game outright. Yeah, I wanted to like the Dolphins here, um, but I decided to stay away. I would lean Dolphins. Two pretty even teams. Miami's playing better on defense. That gives them the edge to me. Uh, the Chargers defense has good efficiency numbers, but they've allowed 29 plus points in five straight. So scoreboard, they aren't getting it done. They're letting people in. Uh, the, their defense has the lowest blitz rate in the league as well. And Tua excelled so far when he's not blitzed. So if you don't blitz too, I think he's going to carve you up. I think it'll be a close game. I'll take the better coach and, and the team that doesn't charge your games away. That's the Dolphins. So, uh, uh, Dolphins minus two and a half is my lean. I uh, wouldn't play it if it's three, um, but probably would want to get it a little closer to zero if I'm going to actually play it. Yeah, I agree. The lower you can get it. And I wrote that in my best bets. I mean, like, look, the, the Chargers are a terrible, dumb team. They're not a terrible team. They're just a dumb team that can't find, like, just finds new ways to lose. And the Dolphins are impressive, but let's not act like this is the 07 Pats here. Okay. I mean, I think they'll be productive on, on offense and, and they'll put a, I think this could be a high scoring game and a fun game, but I think I agree with you, Pete. There's, look, there's, so, I mean, Tua and Herbert were taking five and six. Like that's Burrow aside. And that's going to be part of the rivalry too. And the discussion and all that, like Tua and Herbert are the two guys we're comparing from this draft class when we're talking about who are you taking? Like the, you know, the Chargers said they would have taken Tua if the Dolphins are taking Herbert, et cetera. And I think if you're Herbert, you feel like you got passed over for Tua and you want to prove something. And I think he comes out and he plays really well. I, t- I told Brady this on yesterday's show. Do you know what his 16-game pace is right now? What is it? So, again, he didn't start week one because right. of the Um His per 16-game pace is 67% completions, 4,900 yards, 39 passing touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. If you put some broad classifiers around that, like, you know, 3,900 yards, 35 touchdowns and less than 15 picks, I think. He'd be the third, he'd be the fourth guy to ever do it. 
The only two, the only three other guys would be Drew Brees in 2011, Peyton Manning in 2013, and Drew Brees in 2013. And he's a rookie who wasn't supposed to even start. So if you didn't he like hasn't Herbert- had a bad game yet. That's what we you haven't. You, you saw, you know, like Burrow had a couple bad games. Yep. He, uh, Herbert hasn't had a bad game yet. At least numbers wise, he has. He's not winning, but he hasn't had a bad game yet. He said that one with the down left. the field. Sorry, a lot of turnovers. I think that one week, I think it was the third start. I don't remember who they played, but I know statistically they dominated, except they turned the ball over four times, and that's why they lost. Tampa, he turned the ball over a couple times, remember? Didn't he? He turned the ball over. Yeah. He had was a worse team, though. He's had, he's had, now, but I was saying this to Brady. Like, he's had some bad turnovers where you're like, dude, what are you doing? But they were, they were in spots where his, his, the coaching staff, who's done a very good job with him. Um, did put him in a, in a position where he was being asked to do too much at the time it, during that portion of the game. And I think that's what you, that's what you have to mitigate. You have to prevent him from, from putting himself in spots where like he's the only game where he's had, well, he had, okay. Week one against the first start was against Kansas city. He threw for three eleven, had one and two. The, the, pick, the pick he had was really bad. Okay. The, Carolina. He was one and two. That was the one you're talking about. Carolina, yeah, yeah. And they, they lost by like what it was a low scoring game, but 21, 16. Yeah, they he still threw for, he still completed 71% of his passes and threw for 330. So, right. you know, then, the the yeah. Okay, so, I mean, he really hasn't had a really bad game yet. Yeah. I, he's just playing well. Let's hope it's not this week because I don't feel like getting messages from Dolphin fans. They're coming for you. They're coming for me. Uh, but I'm on the Chargers too. Obviously. Okay. And to be fair to Dolphins fans, every fan base has fans like that. So it's not sure. like. You uh, can isolate and say X fans are bad. I know there are some fan bases that people have have you know beef with and say they're the worst. But well, this guy's um, just like DolphinsTalk.net or something like that. He's just lighting me up for you know, mm-hmm. like I, I get it. It's fine. It's fine. I, I totally I totally appreciate it. I would I would, if I was a Dolphins blogger, I'd be doing the same thing. By the way, I was on uh, just for FYI. This was interesting. I thought I was on with Joe Rose this morning. You know, former tight end yeah. who does radio down here. He. uh he was asking me about, does this prove that Brady was the the guy who really made everything happen in New England and not Belichick? And I said, okay, Joe, let me flip it back on you. Who was more important, Shula or Dan Marino? Ooh. You know what he said? Dan Marino. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Tough one, Shula. Yeah. Um, but the thing about Brady is, like, Brady would suck if he was in New England this year. Like, the Pats wouldn't be good with Brady. No, like if you just replace Brady, and but Gale, you take the quarterback over the coach every all all day. I would take Belichick, but that's fine. I wouldn't. I mean, those defenses, the, those those first Super Bowl years that they were winning, those defenses were so good. I the don't first think that, one, I don't think that you need necessarily had to have Brady there. I think you could have had other good quarterbacks. Now, for it to work for twenty years, you got to have them both. Right, just, but you know, but if you had to pick one, you take the quarterback. Yeah, revisionist history. I, I don't know. Oh, I'd like Anthony Lynn would like a word because he's Justin Herbert looks pretty good. He can't win a game. But you know what? They're happy as hell. They'd rather be okay. Would you rather be six and two with Tyrod Taylor and that's your guy for the next five years, or where you are right now with with Justin Herbert? I'd rather be six and two. No, you wouldn't. You'd rather be with Justin Herbert. He gives you sustainable success for the next decade. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Depends on who you're hiring after uh, you fire. Yeah, him. I mean, are you going to roll with anything? anything? <laughs> well, I don't think Anthony. I don't think Anthony. Sustainable, think Anthony sustainable last minute losses for the next decade, maybe. I don't um, think. I, I don't think he's coming back. 
It's, t- it's weird. It's tough because and I was asked about this on San Diego radio with my buddy, Darren Smith, but um, like for one, I mean, Anthony Lynn deserves to get crushed for these terrible decisions and like losing games late, but the, the team loves him. The front office, the front office loves him. He's like, he's and like, he's had to fight through a ton of injuries the last couple of years. A ton of injuries. He's a really high character guy, particularly off the field. Um, and then the other thing that I think is maybe even more important when you're making this argument is, it's he's the coaching staff that's developing Herbert on like on the fly and they're doing it really well. You know, like that. I would uh, look, I think the injuries have impacted this team as much, like as much as the last two years as any team, you know, except for the 49ers this year, they've been, I mean, every year it's something. So again, though, you wonder if it's just like some kind of culture feel. I, I, I think he comes back because you're starting a rookie quarterback and you give him another year with him. And if he doesn't, then next year, if they don't win, then he's probably out. I, I tend to agree with that. All right. Let's move on to the Eagles at the Giants. Philadelphia favored by three at, in New York over under 44 and a half. I'll ask the same thing that Chris Hassel did yesterday on CBS Sports HQ. You can watch uh, Hassel do the picks now with Pete uh, on, on Wednesday, 4 p.m., CBS Sports HQ in our new studios. You can Hassel put out, you know, what's that? And Brady. Brady. And Brady, yeah. Um, that uh, the Eagles have a chance to kind of pull away in the division here, right? Just think about this, though. If Evan Ingram catches that pass in the last game, the Giants are in first place. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I give Joe Judge a lot of credit. And people bury Joe Judge for his all his little – and I remember sprint, running sprints and doing hitting so much and, you know, all that stuff in training camp. He was weeding out guys. And now he's got guys he wants. And they're play, they play hard for him. Uh, the quarterback turns the ball over way too much, but they play hard for him. Having said all that, the Eagles are getting healthy. I, I like the Eagles. I, I think the Eagles are going to go in there and win the game. I think they're going to handle them. Uh, I think getting guys back is big for that team. Wentz has kind of held it together and played very well, but they've kind of held it together. And I think they're a team, as the second half comes, they're going to ascend. Uh, I'll take the Eagles minus the points. Yeah, I think the number is about right for what we've seen so far. But because they're coming off a bye, they're, they're going to be a lot healthier than they've been at any point this season. I'm going to do a best bet on the Eagles minus three. If it was three and a half, it would just be a lean. But I think three is just is just too little. For a Giants team that has two wins that were nail biters against Washington, they still need to prove that they're not a bottom tier team. You know, even with them being in a lot of these games, they, they're not winning. So if you can get the three, I would take the three, you know, lay, uh, lay the three there. Uh, Philly's defense is second in pressures per game. Giants offense is worse than the NFL in the same stat and uh PFF does a similar story with their stats they use so I think there's a good chance we get a defensive score from Philly as well that'll help cover in this game even if the uh, offense isn't you know on the same page yet I am on the Eagles as well for a best bet I put it in earlier this week love the Eagles I think minus three you want to get it while it's three before it gets to three and a half and uh it's pretty self-explanatory it's what you guys said they're a better team they're getting healthy and I think they're going to put some points and the Giants won't be able to come back and you'll see Daniel Jones fumble or throw a pick six. So do we add that to the parlay or are we just sticking with three games? Three game, three game parlay. You, you get your pick of three. She can't. Richard keeps wanting to add like two more. What do you do? What do you want to do? Try and become the hero of the world by. Hey, we're, no, no, no. We're already up for the parlay. We're already up for the parlay. You want to hit it. Put a 16 parlay in. Look, you can bet it for the rest of the year. It's locked profit after we hit four. Right. Yeah, just put it put it in your five game parlay that you have coming up here in a little bit. Right. I got a five game parlay. How'd you do with that one last week? Probably not real good. Probably not. 
Uh, okay. We stunk okay. last week, by the way. And, and on our, oh, yeah. There's only two our, more games left. Yeah. Bengals, Steelers, which is currently off the board. What, um, what would you lean here, Pete? I mean, Steelers. Whether, whether Ben plays and the number comes down, stays where it is or goes up or, 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 or he doesn't play. Steelers. I think that's a major mismatch there front against the Bengals offensive line, even though they've played better lately. I, I still think that they're going to dominate him from that standpoint. Uh, I would take the Steelers, whether, no matter who plays quarterback, uh, and you guys know how much I love Joe Burrow. I think this is going to be one of those games where you go, oh, my God, that kid took a beating again. So uh, let's say Ben gets um, activated because that seems to be the way it's trending is what they think he's going to play. They're preparing as if he's going to play. Um, I've seen seven, seven and a half has been out there um, in the in the super contest. They gave out seven. Um, so at, at seven, do you like Pittsburgh there, Pete? Yes. I think they win by 11, 12. I think they handle them. I think it's going to be about their defense. They, they didn't look good last week. They'll look good in this game. Yeah, my lean's also to Pittsburgh there. Uh, since he feels like they can hang, they've played a lot of close games, but this is a tough test for their offensive line. If that Pittsburgh defense plays up to its ceiling, I mean, it could be another 27 to three type of game. That was the final one since he played Baltimore. We could certainly see something similar here. Uh, all right. Yeah. Look, I don't, I like the initial line when it was nine and a half. If you're getting the, if you're getting the, um, if you're getting the Bengals nine and a half, seven or less. Uh, I'm going to have to pass. So I will probably lean to the Steelers. I think you just stay away from this, but I would take the Steelers. If I'm getting it on a pick and pull and I'm getting nine and a half, I'll take the Bengals. If I'm getting seven, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the Steelers. All right. And the final game still off the board as well. Washington and the Lions. Go ahead, Georgia. The, the line here for the contest was uh, Detroit minus four. I think in a, a few books that do have it up have four and a half. So think of it around four, four and a half is what the line you're going to pick against. I'm taking the points. I, I think uh, the Lions aren't that good. I, I think Washington's front is good enough uh, to limit what they can do on offense. Um, Alex Smith did some really good things and did some awful things last week, so it's hard to evaluate him, but he isn't any worse than what they had. So I, I, I think this is a field goal game. You're going to give me four, four and a half. I'll take it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I would lean Washington as well. The quarterback switch is actually be an upgrade. Um, you know, they, they'll build the game plan a little differently with a veteran who can manage the game as opposed to trying to make something happen. And I think that kind of game plan will let you beat bad teams. And at this point, I think we could say the Lions are bad. They actually have a worse yards per play differential than Washington, even with all of Washington's issues and rotating quarterbacks in. So Washington's D is sixth in DVOA and number one in past DVOA. Uh, Detroit's going to likely struggle through the year. And that Washington offense was around 400 yards each of their last two weeks after not topping 350 in any game before that. So even with with uh, Kyle Allen, they were improving. And I think Alex Smith is going to keep doing that. And they can have a actually decent offensive performance here. Yeah, I think uh, Terry McLaurin has a big day. Big day against a bad defense. Wouldn't surprise me if Antonio Gibson had a big day against a bad defense. Well, I think- follow up your favorite line for the day. Should we add him into the parlay? <laughs> <laughs> Standard 10-team parlay. This is a parlayable card, Pete. This looks like a 10-team parlay winner this week. Yeah, last week looked like a parlay, parlayable card if you went the other way from all of us on the, on the, in our expert picks. My God. I, I looked. I think everybody, the best one was like five, five, five wins. Five and 10. Terrible. Uh, I think, though, I think Washington can win this game. So I will absolutely take, uh, the Washington football team in this spot. Pete, you've hung around the entire time, so you're going to hear the five game. You maybe Pete, you, RJ, you'll let Pete take the game out this time. Uh, sure. All right, harder than me. So you're going to pick. You're going to put six games in, and I'm taking one out. I'm going to tell you six games, and you get to pick one that comes out. 
Okay. And then this is the five-game parlay. Reminder, people who want to win this money, we got so white hot at our parlays that CBS and William Hill decided to create a parlay game for us and for you to win cash. Of course, it naturally must rush immediately. We haven't hit the parlay since, but you can go win $1,000. The contest is open from Tuesday through Sunday. You pick five teams against the spread. The lines are locked. So, you know, use, we'll put it on these lines, but, you know, make sure you check what they got in there. And By the way, there. we were picking three team parlays. You're trying to pick five. There's a big difference. Yeah, but these people are going to get a thousand dollars. No, but I'm saying you're you're, you're saying we, since we haven't won that we've they've mushed us. No, we just haven't been good. We picked three teams oh, or yeah, five. No, I'm saying that they create. They have to do like, oh, let's talk about this contest because these guys are crushing parlays. And, and then we went into the stink hole. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, odds are provided, of course, by William Hill Sportsbook. Go to cbsports.com slash parlay. That's cbsports.com slash parlay, P-A-R-L-A-Y, and go enter a five-game against spread parlay for a $1,000 giveaway. Here are my six teams. Pete is going to have the honor of taking away one. Uh, Eagles minus three. Chargers minus two and a half. Browns minus three. Ravens minus seven. Bears plus two and a half. And Packers minus 13. I'm going to take the Chargers out. Even though I like them, I'm going to take them out. Okay. Because I like the rest of them, so I'll take them out. I kind of like all six of those games. Sure. Hey, RJ, how did you do when you took the one out last week? I, I don't remember. I don't I don't keep track of Brinson's parlay when I'm looking at picks for the week. Either how did the parlay do? He lost for sure. I know that. Yeah, I you mean, lost. Definite, definite loser. I'm, I'm trying to pull up which game RJ pulled out. I don't know what games were in there. It might have been Chargers. I think I remember talking about the Chargers last week. No, I had the Raiders. Yeah, I think I'm, well, I think I might have. You might have pulled out the Raiders. Yeah. Cause I had that Raiders money line. It was in real life. It was freaking the geek out when <laughs> Char- I mean, that replay was insane. But did we, uh, I mean, we were- it, you could see right away he didn't hold it though. Yeah. But like it wasn't like I was on the, I was on the Twitch stream with Azer and we were sort of, I was sort of watching it like this. So like maybe I didn't have a great view, but you I mean, you're looking at it. You're like, Oh my God. Like, well, when they showed it from the, 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 the side, the back, the back camera behind the quarterback, you could look like he caught it. And then when they showed it on down the line, you could see he dropped it. Yeah. I know. All I mean, the damn like, ball part. Well, what are you throwing at him for anyways? Yeah. Seriously. By the way, Webb Simpson with this notion, Webb Simpson's got a good looking beard going. Well, Oh my God. Look, now you're commenting on beards now. Are you a beard expert? Cause you got an ugly ass beard now. I got a great beard. <laughs> when was the last time you shaved that thing? Seriously. When were you clean shaven? Um, probably like a year ago. Are you ever going to shave it again and be clean shaven? I, I mean, is it got an itch? Don't you get your food in it? It's just a dirty looking thing. I might have had some food in it this morning when I was doing the podcast with RJ. <laughs> it's just, oh. a, I mean, it just, it looks like it itches. It looks dirty. Like you got food in it. Like, uh, it's just, there's no way your wife can like that beard. Probably not. No. Well, probably not. She doesn't tell you. <laughs> I don't care. What do I care? Uh, <laughs> Brinson, yeah, one and four on the parlay last week. One and four like on the one parlay. And four? Yep. One yeah. and four. You know, even so, at that point. See, that's when you could just be like, well, I, why don't you just give it the best bets and we'll move along? No, so you're no, a like, loser. Yeah. Loser. What, what were the four games? What, what were the games? You lost Seahawks, Cardinals, Texans, and Washington, and you won the Panthers. I think I might have took Bucks out then because he had Bucks in his best bets last week. Yeah, that's right. So he would have been one in six, one in five. I mean, nice going, Brinston. <laughs> well, I mean, a couple of those were kind of tough losses. The Texans uh, you say that every week. 
He said the, was, the Jaguars covering was rough. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Um, all right. Here are, so again, the, our parlay. So that's my five game parlay. Go put it in cbsports.com slash parlay. Our pick six podcast parlay is the Bears plus two and a half at home on Monday night. The Browns minus three and the Broncos and the Raiders over. Pete's best bets of the week are the Packers minus 13, the Packers and Jags over. Uh, wait for that one if you want to bet that over because it should come down because of weather. I don't think it's crazy that it would go over, but I would just tell you to wait. Rams uh, minus one and a half. The Rams and Seahawks over. The Bears at home get as a dog. The Bills Cardinals over. RJ's best bets are the Browns minus three, the Eagles minus three, the Cardinals minus two, the Bears plus two and a half, the Denver Las Vegas over 51. And he has a teaser. The Ravens minus one and the Seahawks plus seven and a half. I like that teaser. What'd you say about me when I had a teaser last week? You said I was desperate. Is that what you're saying to RJ? I did one two weeks ago. So you're on a heat check. <laughs> you're so hot. You're like, screw it. I'm throwing a teaser in there. Just cause I feel like it. I think it hit too, didn't it? It did hit. That was yeah. two weeks ago. Uh, oh, we have Kenny's best bets here. Cardinals, Rams, Texans, Browns under. I have on that too. 49ers, Saints over. Chargers, Dolphins over. I like that. Eagles, there we go. Ravens, uh-oh. The Vikings. Oh, gotta, gotta take the, the Bears out then and put a, uh, put the Eagles maybe, the Ravens. Let's put the Eagles in there. Put the Eagles in. Okay. So our picks, our official pick six podcast parlay is now the Eagles minus three, the Browns minus three, and the Broncos Raiders over. It's good teamwork there. There we go. I've got the, my best bets are the Cardinals Bills over 56. Broncos, Raiders over 51. Browns, Texans under 49. Get that one in as soon as you can. If you want to take the under, it's going to keep coming down. Uh, although it is not the best of the number, I think it closes somewhere around like 46. Just because of what we saw in Cleveland before. Browns minus three. Packers, Jaguars under 50. Seahawks, Rams over 55 and a half. Eagles minus three. Ravens minus seven. That's the show. Those are the picks. Make sure and watch CBS Sports HQ. On um, Mondays and Thursdays, I have a show at 4 o'clock, previewing all the stuff. And Pete's on there basically all the time. And go to sportsline.com and get all of RJ's picks. You can use promo code WHITE and get them all. We'll get your first month for You know, I will say this. RJ's going to get white hot soon. You watch. This is the week. All right, let's do it. Let's go get rich. Good stuff as always, fellas. Talk to you later. Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam, with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that will elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here.